Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirit, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. And tonight we have our special Astro Report for February coming at you from everyone's favorite Astro Witch, Taddy McCoy. Hello! Whoop, whoop. How have you been, Taddy? I feel like everyone's saying that January's been like the longest month ever. How have you been faring the longest month ever? Oh, this was a really long month. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I could sit here and try to pontificate like a smart astrologer, but you know, in the middle of some heavy things going on, it, even if you know it's coming, it doesn't matter. If you it, Knowledge is not always power. Dude, all I got to say, though, is that with the, the capital thing that happened on the 6th, when that broke and the news came out, I was like, motherfucking tatty. Because you like totally like, I mean, you were talking about the 20th, I think now, my, my memory is hazy on specific dates, but I remember you talking about heaviness around the 20th. And I'm like, this is what she was talking about. I know it's not the 20th, but this is why there's like heaviness. Like I see what's happening now. Yeah, it definitely broke through and you know, the escalation happened early and it happened, it happened on the 6th instead of the 20th. It was still, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was biting my nails on the 20th. Like, right. I, I was still... You know, there's just, you can look at the astrology and you can feel like, wow, this is really heavy. And um, just thank all the gods and all the pantheons and thank the, the work that a lot of people have already done. It, it was okay. Mm -hmm. And it all seemed to escalate and happen on the 6th instead of the 20th. And but you still totally called it. That was like one of the first things that I, I thought about. I was like, she really like nailed this. Um. So good, good on you, Astro Witch. Like, you got it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sad how violent it got, and I'm sad that there was, um, you know, there, there was, a, it was on people did not live through it, and I'm really sad about that. But I also am grateful that it, that it, because that happened, it didn't break through on a bigger scale. That's like true. A lot of people thought it could have, and so. Um, you know, I think, you, you know, I think you also had one of those moments that I think anyone that does any type of predictive work has where you predict something that is shitty, you know, and, and you have this prediction where you're like something not great is going to happen and then it happens. And there's this part of you that's like, oh, fuck, like this really sucks. But then there's that other like the psychic part of you that's like, I was fucking right. <laughs> yeah you know and it's like it's a weird mixed bag of feelings there where you're like damn I was hoping I wasn't right but I psychic so hard you know I I I love the planets I love reading them I love looking at them I mean one of one of the things that's been really helping me in the past couple months is to go out at night in the middle of nowhere and look at the sky and enjoy the gifts of the universe and the cosmos and you know I I, I read I read and I, I write and I, all, all, all things planet. And, um, you know what, speaking of looking up at the sky in the middle of the night, Monica, did I already talk about the aliens on, on the show already? I can't remember. I don't think so. Okay. Well, if I have guys, then like, please excuse me. I'm just going to repeat myself real quick. So I'm going to like fast, like go back actually quite a while. So when I was doing my cross country trek with my friend, Lily, we were in, I think, South Carolina or Tennessee. I can't remember, but we're in one of those states and it was really late and I was driving and we're on this highway and it was just like super dark and we're just in the woods, right? 
and the stars were super bright because there was wasn't really any light pollution but like every so often you would watch one of the stars that looked like it was really close just drop into the tree line and it was really really weird and i was like you know shooting stars don't do that and everyone knows that i i don't fuck with aliens so of course that gave lily like you know at least a good 20 minutes of laughing and fucking with me right so then we're in Burbank and we're hanging out at the lookout point, just like relaxing. Like, I think this was last week or the week before. And I'm looking at this star and it's just stationary in the sky and it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter. But we're near the Burbank airport. So I just assumed that it was an airplane. And like, I, I you know, showed her and like, we we're laughing about it. And she's like, oh, the aliens from Tennessee are following you. And I looked away from the star for a split second. I looked at her and I was like, Lily, fuck you. Looked back at the star, it was gone. <laughs> and then there was like another one in its place, like a, like maybe like half an inch like behind it. It was like, you know, from my point of view. And I was like, oh, look, it, it had a baby. And we watched that one again, grow brighter, brighter, brighter. And we didn't take our eyes off that one. And it just blinked out and it was just gone. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how they happen. Fucking aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, you, you said looking out at the sky at night, which usually I like to do, but um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain for a while. Well, you know, weirdness is alive and kicking and afoot, and um, if you need to take a break from the weirdness, you take a break from the weirdness. If you want to jump in and run around and fly around with the aliens, I, just as long as you come back, that's all I ask for. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I do kind of want a vacation, but I'm not even going to open that door up right now. I'm going to change the alien subject real quick. What's everyone drinking? I'm getting myself you know, I, freaked can out. I say, can I say one more thing about that predictive thing about what we do as yes. you know, readers and psychics? The one time where I was extremely weirded out by what I had looked at was last year in March. And um, I didn't by any means call that there was going to be, we were going to be locked down and, you know, we were going to quarantine and we were going to be in the house all the time. But I did say that there was going to be a, I remember because I did say that there would be some kind of, some kind of forced structure to possibly happen. And, and all I kept talking about was March being in like a lion and staying with the lions and going out like a lion last year. And then that whole Lion King dude was like, all everybody was doing when we went on lockdown last March. Really? This is so weird. <laughs> I called the I called the lion element of March this year. <laughs> lion King or oh, that's right, that's right. The uh, fuck, what's his name? Joe Exotic, that guy. Yes, the yeah, exotic. there we go. Yes. Took me a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That uh -huh. was a little. Yeah, I was a little weirded out by that. How the you predicted Joe Exotic? What? <laughs> okay. I couldn't even finish watching that. That was too bizarre for me. And I was I was living through lockdown and I was like, this shit is too weird for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you asked, you know, right now you asked what we're drinking. It is a Sunday. Um, and back to the, you know, I'm drinking my lockdown juice, white claw. Yeah. Having a watermelon. I'm all I'm all about the number two. I, I'm not a fan of the number one. I only like white claws. I, any other brand, it does not work for me. I don't like any of the other brands. I, well, Bon and Viv is okay. And they have like a really interesting like rosemary one. It's like rosemary and lemon, which I thought was no. super cool and like witchy. No. Um, 
but really the only one I'll buy is White Claw. I don't like the True Leaves. I don't like any of that. I was actually thinking about White Claw the other day because I haven't had it in so long that I'm starting to wonder if it's just like my summer drink. Yeah, could be. It could Mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I drink gin and tonics in the summer when I lived in Denver. Yeah, that's my drink in the summer too. Because it was so hot, I couldn't do like brown. I couldn't do whiskey. Yeah, it's just that. That's that's true. Monica taught me about gin and tonics being like a good summer drink, but um, I I don't know. I haven't had a white claw in a while, but I do. I actually think I want to try. This this might be terrible. I'm gonna have to experiment. But um, I mentioned on one of the last episodes that um. Ricky got boxed wine as a joke and I was super offended but now I actually kind of like it and me and our roommate like drink it and we, we're, we're a fan of it we're actually on our second box now wow oh see but I'll say like it lasts a really long time so that's really cool but it's kind of sweet but I think it would be perfect to make a sangria with and at first I was thinking about adding Sprite to it for the sangria. But now I'm like, wait a minute, what about White Claw? Oh yeah, add a White Claw. Yeah. I, I think that, I think I need to go get some White Claws. I think, I think tonight's gonna be a very drunken night, maybe. We're gonna find out. <laughs> Let us know. It's for science, guys. It's for science. We're gonna make a signature wine spirits and witches sangria. Oh, wow. We're just not going to put Bailey's in it, Monica, because that would that would be bad. So you're going to have to think of some other signature. I am not signature. drinking Bailey. Believe it or not, I'm not drinking Bailey's tonight. I'm drinking Harvey's. Oh, there you go. You got your oh, sherry. Yeah, Harvey's Bristol Cream. I'm in the wine group with you. Tonight. Is sherry a wine? Yeah, it's considered oh, look a. At that. Oh. You know what? The name of Harvey's is very misleading because you were. I remember the first time you were telling me about. It, you said Harvey's Bristol Cream, so I assumed it was something along the lines of Bailey's. Mm-hmm. and it's a sherry like so i don't know why they call it cream there's nothing creamy about cream it. cream sherry it's a very, very smooth sherry i think that's what they're trying to it's portray. really sweet isn't it and it's, it? it's like an aperitif and after after dinner like fart. i like it anytime i like it anytime taddy <laughs> well that, that's that's good <laughs> i remember one time we were trying to record um an episode and monica had like little shot glasses with it ready for me and ricky and i forgot the cord to the mic so instead, the three of us just sat around drinking sherry and just getting drunk and shooting the nice. show. It was great. Very good bonding <laughs> experience. Yes. There you go. So, Monica, may yes, I sir. ask that you take a really big sip because I want you nice and toasted for this episode. Sure. I'm going to take a nice big sip. Chug, 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 chug. chug, chug, chug. chug. <laughs> Down it. Yeah. Woofy, 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 woo, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. You know, I don't okay, I like this because it leads into what we're talking about for the month of February. All right, okay. let's get right down to it. Are you, Sherry for everyone, what's up? Yeah, so I'm going to jump in and we're going to start this with a lesson on Aquarius. I wanted like sound effects. Aquarius. Aquarius. So everybody out there, February 2021 is the month where Aquarius is in five to six of the planets at the same time. Wow. While it's in five to six of the planets in Aquarius, two planets, Mars and Uranus, which Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius, not in, not in traditional, but in, in the basic, you know, kind of square a bunch of butt faces to talk about. So Mars and Aquarius are in Taurus, which 
squares all the Aquarius. So the month of February, our lesson on Aquarius. Okay, yeah. before I jump into the uh, Aquarius Taurus square, everybody out there, listen to Taddy. Aquarius <laughs> is not a water sign. Aquarius yes, this is true. Is an air sign. Aquarius is the water bearer. However, Aquarius is not a water sign. Which can I say is super misleading when I, I'm an Aquarius. And when I found that out, I was like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah. there's literally a picture of somebody with a big thing of water and aqua is in the name. So here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> Aquarius is super smart, super intelligent, likes to fix problems, likes to engineer things, and likes to be detached from the emotional uh, milieu that sometimes happen in water signs. So when you think of Aquarius as the water bearer, it's because the Aquarius was smart enough to figure out, A, how to carry a shit ton of water from the water like the river or the lake to the people that needed it that required some engineering so they're you're, you're fading in and out there taddy oh well this is unfortunate i was making a good point okay yeah. repeat i'm repeat. sorry is it working now it is yes, yes. i can hear okay. you yeah. so aquarius is the engineer so the aquarius is smart enough to find a way to carry the water from you know the river or the lake over to where the people need the water. Now, the other reason why Aquarius is very um, special is that Aquarius is detached from emotions. That's one of the things they're able to get distance and be detached and use discernment and analyze it before they output any kind of emotional, you know, purge or emotional response. Um, Aquarius is able to use the rationale and the mind, which is an air sign, to, uh -huh. to navigate the water, which are the emotions. There's a couple reasons. These are my ideas, of course, you know. I so mean, basically, like, we fucking rock. Aquarius, <laughs> Aquarians are very, very awesome, very special, very innovative, and weird. You know, let the freak flag fly. That's Aquarius. You know, that's Aquarius on the good side. Now, sometimes Aquarius gone wrong because of that detachment from the emotions. Sometimes Aquarius can be on and off or so distant that they're cold. Mm -hmm. So when you, the reason why I bring up, you know, the way all astrology signs, every, the way it all works, you know, there's the positive representation where the sign is expressed in a positive and flowing manner. And then any each sign, unfortunately, can get caught up and kind of stuck in some of the negative, you know, not to say stereotypes, but, you know, some of the stereotypes come about for a reason. I call it, you know, when a sign, you know, you know, I, I tease, you know, um, you know, my mom sometimes can be an Aries gone wrong is how I joke. And can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. Like sometimes her anger takes over before she thinks. That's kind of a, a something that an Aries could could fall on. Is I mean, every sign has its its downfalls, right. you know. But um, 
I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of like people, at least the ones that make like the astrology memes, I feel like a lot of them really can't pinpoint it in Aquarius because I see it and I feel like it just always kind of leans on the whole, oh, Aquarians are aliens. I'm like, mm, you can find other people not make fun of us. That's the only thing. The thing about Aquarians is that sure, they're, they're like the engineer and they're gonna, they're sci-fi. They're all that for sure. But, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, an Aquarius can be so distant they're like spock like if you want to be in a relationship with spock i know in the new movies i think aruha was in relationship with him which okay whatever but you know sometimes that 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 distance is not helpful in a relationship because mm-hmm. the point of being in a relationship is to talk it out you know have the emotional you have intimacy and so you know it, it could be difficult for an Aquarius to have intimacy when they are not expressed in the most positive of ways. And the reason why it's important, I think it's important to bring this up because it's really easy with what happened in December with the great conjunction to have this, this like new age, oh, Jupiter and Saturn were in Aquarius and we're gonna fix all the problems because we have hope and la, things are gonna be fixed. And like, let's be honest, that's that would be lovely, but it's going to take a lot of work and it's not going to happen overnight. And sometimes when you look at six planets in Aquarius and two, one of them being Mars, which is an instigator with Mars and Uranus being in Taurus, we have all month, basically, I I tried to count the days and I gave up. Every day there's either a conjunction between Aquarius or there's a square between Aquarius and Taurus. So what that means is, sure, some of the days in February are going to be very Aquarian, lovely, and weird, and people are going to be inspired and create things, but there, there could be some times where people are distant, and um, there is some tension between that Aquarian pursuit of fixing problems and Taurus being held fast in they know how to do it the right way. So there is still going to be some days with this, you know, there's a huge flow of Aquarius. So anything is possible, expect the unexpected. And then we also are going to have days where there's some tension. And frankly, at this point in the past year, I'm not telling anybody anything new. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) May I interject something here? What I know of Aquarians from my experiences is that they attract people like, like a magnet. People are very attracted to Aquarians. They have that kind of personality. And that's, I'm really glad you brought that up because there's a whole other element to Aquarius besides the, you know, the stereotype that you're hearing, um, Shauna, about Aquarius or aliens, you know, besides that sci-fi element of Aquarius, Aquarius is absolutely one concerned with the social collective. Aquarians mm-hmm. are very much about community and tribe, and much like what Monica has noticed about Aquarians in her life, they are attractive, and they they basically link people together for some side of common pursuit. Now, some of these pursuits, as we saw early in January, you know, we're not, some of the pursuits may be a belief system that is different than ours, but it's still happening. You know, there is, 
Do you see what I'm getting at? I mean, so there since are- we have such like a heavy Aquarian influence over all of us right now, we're all kind of on that Aquarian wavelength of linking together for whatever our particular belief may be the greater good. That is correct. Okay. And that's why like we can sit here and we can say that we're all connected in with other witches, you know, other psychics and people who believe in Mother Earth and that we want magic and love to reign supreme, are a whole other group of people who has a very different, different belief system. And that's why we are, and you know, Aquarius is one of the most black and white of all the signs. So while we have our pursuit that we believe in, there is also another group that is doing the same thing that may have a different belief system in terms of, of what America means and what to do with guns and, fuck ma- you know masks and all that so it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of that that's brewing along with for sure yeah that makes sense that makes sense so, i can i can see that so can i also say that mercury is in reverse cowgirl yeah that's how we're starting the month out i mean mercury just went uh retrograde on the 30th so <sighs> we're starting the month now, the other thing is since, so Mercury is at a late degree, I believe, I want to say like 23. I should have known this. Does anyway, that mean he's extra PMSy? Because I feel like this retrograde has gotten off to a fucking smashing start. Well, it does mean that Mercury is going to be retrograding in Aquarius the entire month. Oh boy. And then, and then during, until, until the 20th, let me rephrase my, let me slow down my words. What I'm trying to say is Mercury is in Aquarius because of the retrograde the entire month of February. So mm-hmm. when we've got these conjunctions that are going to happen, it's with a retrograde Mercury. And some of the squares are going to be with a retrograde Mercury. So like, oh. for example, um, I'll jump into, so on the 10th, we have Mercury in Aquarius, square Mars in Taurus. So on that because mercury is retrograde there's you know anytime you have mercury and mars that could be a really good time to write a paper for anybody's in school um it's a really good time to try to get ideas out but also because of the retrograde and because of mars there could be some conflict and you know oftentimes when people have conflict it's words and so i i would encourage people on february 10th because mercury is retrograde and you know we have all the squares and Mars is in Taurus, which is actually not a strong position for Mars to be in, in itself. So if there's any tension you're having in, in a love to relation, a loving relationship at work or with your friend or with your parents or anything like that, on February 10th, I encourage you to think before you react. Ah. I encourage you to slow down and breathe and use the qualities of air, breath, to cool off before you immediately respond to somebody and you may, you know, the communication could be kind of hinky and or um, it could be a tense conversation. Gotcha, okay. So try not to steamroll through shit, take a breath, use your words. So even though I jumped ahead to the 10th, I just was trying to to illustrate that yes, Mercury uh, in retrograde is going to be a player pretty much you know, even when it goes direct, it'll still be in Aquarius. So that's still going to add to that flow of Aquarian energy we got going on this month. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For okay. sure. So let's go through some days where we have some things going on. And um, then we'll talk about the moons. And we just spent a really good, I wanted to really just have a lesson on Aquarius. And what's the lesson on Aquarius, everybody? That we're fucking awesome. And what sign <laughs> is Aquarius? We are air signs. What sign are you not? I am not a water sign. I am not an aquarium. I am an Aquarius. That is correct. That really, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that goes along with the wittiness. Oh my gosh, I wish I had thought of that. That's I'm going to use that. Can I use that? Absolutely. Oh, I love it. All right. So, <laughs> All right, so as we talked about on the first, we're, you know, we're starting the month off. Mercury's, you know, in retrograde. So um, one thing that, you know, we may not have talked about for a while is how to operate when Mercury is in retrograde. Now, when Mercury is in retrograde, and if this is a repeat for our repeat listeners who are awesome and have listened to every recording I've ever done and is just so tapped in, you know, we may have some new viewers, some new listeners. So... Mm -hmm. When Mercury's in retrograde, you know, it's got a bad rap, that is for sure. Um, a lot of things can go a little hinky. You know, if you, you know, sometimes if you make plans or you put something in your calendar, it'll disappear, you'll miss it, or you'll, your, your clock won't wake you up, you'll oversleep, you'll miss something. Um, you go to the doctors on the wrong day. You know, these are the things that can happen during a Mercury retrograde. It doesn't mean that Mercury is an asshole, but let's be clear. We joke, but the thing, the way to navigate a Mercury retrograde is to retrograde is the first two letters are re. So it's a good time to revisit. It's a good time to redo. It's a good time to reinvigorate. It's a good time to recess, take a break. Like these are, these are all words that have you slow down and redo something, reanalyze. You know, if there's something you've been working on, a project, like jump into it and 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 look at it with new eyes. With all the Aquarius, there's gonna be a lot of innovative energy that you can really, that can help you. And it can help you get through this time. And you know, if you miss an appointment, you know, it happens and move on from it. Now I'm not saying during Mercury retrograde to just ignore that it's a Mercury retrograde. It's not a good time to buy a new computer. It's not a good time to buy a new phone. It's not a good time to, you know, sign a lease and move. Um, but that being said, if you can wait, if you are in a situation where you absolutely have to move, you're redoing where you live. So it, it can work. The way that I've always looked at that, because there's been times I've done things during a retrograde and after the fact or during, I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have done this. Like, you know, um, I actually got married during the Mercury retrograde um, oh, wow. and I oh. traveled for it. So I did like everything in the book that you weren't supposed to do during a retrograde. And so, you know, after the fact, like everything was booked. I'm like, well, I can't, like, no one's going to understand exactly. if I fucking move this for a retrograde. So instead I was like, okay. I know that what we do during a Mercury retrograde, we tend to revisit, we redo it. So I went in with this intention of I'm traveling, I'm doing something really important and happy and special. I'm going to one of my favorite places. Like I'm going to redo all those, those moments of that. And since then, I think I've been to New Orleans like an extra three times. Nice. You know, so it's just like, think about if you have to do something that's, you know, not recommended, think of how can you twist that in a positive way? 
another thing that I like to do during a retrograde is I try and do things that I know I want to do again. And I do it with that purpose. It's anything, having that intentionality is absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if you're, if you have to move or you have to take a trip during a Mercury retrograde, you put the intention into it. Like I, I, my intention is to enjoy this. My intention is to be the strongest me. And if something goes wrong, I'll laugh about it and I'll get to sit in a hotel or a airport bar for five hours because I have to take a different flight. Like I'll enjoy the time I get to chill instead of rushing. Like exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's like shape-shifting. Yeah. Turn something bad into something good. Exactly. Roll with it, everybody. Roll um, with and um, you know, there's always, you know, the green man has mercury retrograde. I'm sure they have this already, the mercury retrograde oils and Candles, Can I just yeah. give myself like a shameless plug? I make Mercury yes. retrograde bath soaks. Yes, that's what we're talking about. So you guys can always hit me up and DM me and I can ship one out too. If you're in the LA area, I actually have them stocked at Green Man Poo. Very, very excellent. Yeah, a bath during Mercury retrograde with one of your Mercury retrograde bath bombs sounds on point this month for sure yeah, i figured a bath would be a good because you're supposed to relax during the retrograde you're supposed to relax you're supposed to reflect i and so like when i think of that i think of a bath yeah absolutely so i don't know maybe do do people chat and, and chat about what's going on with these shows like what are some if, if there's a place for you guys to chat what are some of your guys's ways to get through mercury retrograde i'd be curious because I, I know we've talked about it before i'd be curious if people elsewhere have more ideas. Yeah, so guys post in the Facebook group and um, let us know, like, what do you do to cope with Mercury retrograde? If I can, I'll remember and I'll just start like a thread on that. Cool. So as we're moving through, we've got on, Feb on February 1st, we got Venus moving in into Aquarius on that day. So that's, you know, that's more Aquarius energy is, flowing and going uh, nice. on the fourth we've got our third quarter at 16 uh scorpio at 9 37 a.m on the fifth we've got um another conjunction here we have venus conjunct saturn now venus conjunct saturn can be very interesting uh, i think um sometimes saturn gets a bad rap um because it can be you know heavy and dodgy yeah. and full of rules but yeah. you know, the thing about Saturn and Venus together is that it's actually a sign for longevity and love. It's a sign of a committed relationship. So nice. there's a couple different, couple different energies to think about on that day. You know, sometimes it's a cold, loveless marriage, and sometimes it's a very loving, committed, long relationship. So those are the kind of energies going on that day. So then we move to the sixth. Now on the sixth. We have Venus and Aquarius squaring Uranus and Taurus. Now, when you look at Venus and uh, Uranus together, that is in a square. That's actually when you when you look at charts, it's called the divorce aspect. So there is a splitting that can happen um, with those energies together. But the other energy that can come from it is really kinky, hot sex. So you know, which side are you going to fall on everybody? It's I'm going to just predict that there's going to be a happy medium and that there's just yeah. going to be lots of raunchy makeup sex. I hope there's lots of raunchy makeup sex. 
so but speaking of breakups though because you said this could this is kind of like a divorce aspect so would you say because i think that's interesting to bring up but i always tell people don't don't try and break up with someone during mercury retrograde it's really really hard to do it's not a clean break it makes it really messy and i remember um I worked with this astrologer that like, I was going to break up with my boyfriend. She's like, don't do it. It's Mercury retrograde. And you know what, guys, I wish I would have listened to her. That was like the suckiest, most annoying fucking breakup ever. You know, I, I can definitely see, see how that could be a sucky that the back and forth and the on and off. Yeah, it was just like, I couldn't fucking get rid of him because it's like, I, I don't know what he wanted. Like he wanted some kind of clothes that I couldn't give him. So it's like, we're constantly revisiting the breakup through like that entire retrograde but since you're talking about that divorce aspect and that split um do what do you think if there's anybody that's in any kind of toxic relationship whether it be like a romantic relationship or there was like a friendship if there's something that you want to split from how do you feel about that with what you're just talking about with the planets but then that we layer this retrograde on top of it well, I'll tell you the thing about um, the thing about Uranus and, and Venus is that it, it tends to be, while it's a divorce aspect, it tends to come out of nowhere. So it, these could be, this could be a breakup that is shocking and, and surprising. It's a huge game changer. And then it's like, the reason why it's a clear break is because one of the other person is completely out of the picture. Somebody would leave. Uh, you know so I you know I would I would absolutely I can see exactly where that astrologer that you worked with was coming from um I you know it's hard to say but in relationships um you know sometimes sometimes the breakup is just weird and out of nowhere and that's that kind of breakup energy of Venus and Uranus (laughs) Um, because there's also the, the Saturn element in there, um, I would definitely mm-hmm. encourage people to slow and steady wins the race and to really, really use the energy of Aquarius, which is to analyze, to um, pick apart, you know, write your, write your pros and cons list. And, um, you know, there's going to be, a, you know, there is going to be a lot of energy this month. And if a breakup is in order, because you have to, like, obviously, if it's, if you're not safe, get out. But if it's mm-hmm. something you're just not sure on, um, it's, it, it would be important for you to really, you know, write everything down and make, honestly, those pros and cons lists are gold. And I encourage people mm-hmm. to, you know, get, also seek, seek therapy, because sometimes friends um, are subjective. Like, they may not, you know how sometimes if you are in a relationship and you're not happy and you're constantly shit talking your partner to your friends, your friends are going to be skewed. They may not know the real, what's really going on. Yeah. So they're going to be biased and they're your friends. So they're probably going to take your side because what they're normally seen is your view of it anyway. Exactly. So, you know, if, if, if people are in therapy, like that is where you work that kind of, that kind of stuff out. Or I mean, if anybody is able to meet with their, their spiritual group, I, I'm not sure where anybody's at right now with meeting groups if you're doing it online but you know try to get some spiritual and um mental health guidance in that kind of situation for sure um i can tell you all i want about the planets but keeping yourself spiritually and mentally healthy and happy is you know ultimately my goal to end all goals 
right. Sorry, I hijacked that real quick because I thought that was an interesting topic. Yeah, that was great. Um, I'm glad we talked about it. <clears throat> yeah, but so basically, but I'm just gonna like just kind of reiterate what I got from you because I agree with you 100. I always talk, wait it out, wait it out. Mercury retrograde is supposed to be for like reflection, mm-hmm. reflect on it, do your pros and cons list, like you said. That's funny. Monica tells people to do that all the time. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah, I do. That's a big visual, and it works. It works mm-hmm. every time. And this doesn't have to just be with a romantic partner, guys. Like this could be a job, a friendship, like any kind of relationship that you have built somewhere that may, and maybe this is a habit, like whatever it is, if you need a break from it and you know that maybe it's that time to like weigh those options, but don't take action on until after Mercury goes direct, if you ask Yeah, me. I mean, it's super fair if you're, depending on the kind of relationship you're on, this is to say, hey, I need to go have some time to myself and think about things. I need some space. That is actually a really um, healthy way to use mercury retrograde energy. And if your partner, you know, blows a gasket or flips a jig, that's information. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do what you need to do. Let me know. That's really good information. You see the difference between the two? Mm-hmm. All this information and it will help you weigh out and revisit your relationship and what you need. And that's the point of Mercury retrograde for sure. Exactly. Yes. Well, speaking of Mercury, here we go. We're moving along here on the eighth. Uh, the sun and Mercury are conjunct. <laughs> that's, I'm laughing because that's a good day to really read and write and really talk out what, what you're going through. So if we're, if, if we're flowing along from day to day here, then this is a very helpful day to get some of the- I lost you. I'm right here. It's a helpful day for what? It's a helpful day to analyze and, you know, to, re- to, to, to review what you're working on in your, in your life and your relationship. Gotcha. In school, that's another, it's a really good day to write a paper. That's February 8th. Okay. And then we did, we talked about the 10th already, but just to revisit, we got Mercury Square and Mars. Um, so definitely think before you react. All right. It sounds like there's like lots of really like strong opportunities for arguments at the beginning of February. I mean, it's not just for arguments. I mean, it's for discourse and for really yeah. talking stuff out, but I mean, Definitely, I would be, I would be on the sixth and the and the tenth, um, because they're squares. You know, there's going to be more tension that day. That's all. Yeah. You know, and ultimately, I think I missed this on the first. The sun is square Mars. You know, that's it, so that's why I brought up Mars from the get go because Mars is an activator. Like when you when you're doing astrology, what happens is is that, that you have your chart and then the planets in the now. Are moving around and doing stuff and mars is a, is, a, is the big a big activator because it's it's aggressive and it and it it shakes things up you're gonna mm-hmm. shake things up too though to be honest with you but mars has a lot of energy and so anytime there's a square with mars it's just it's a good day to you know make sure your shoes are tied and <laughs> to breathe before you react and i it, that's just sometimes that's some of the help, most helpful information in I general. I think that's like, yeah, that's honestly solid advice for just about any situation. Like 
think think before you react like always always try and check in with your head before you let your heart take the lead big time yeah i think that's super important Mercury retrograde is so fun because I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that this is all recording well. Um, I was saying like that's just solid information just in general, like to always, always check in with your head before you let your heart take the lead on something. Exactly. It's just, it's exactly. really good to do. I always think like we need to have that happy medium between our head and our heart. And I think a lot of times those two things are always like at war with each other and they don't really communicate. And I think a lot of times because humans are emotional creatures by nature that we tend to let our heart take the lead a lot, which isn't always the best course of action. Right. Hearts are stupid. Emotions are stupid, says the Aquarius. <laughs> because you're detached. You're I try and be, I really do. I wish I had a little bit more of that. Uh, and I think just because my moon's in Scorpio, I am emotional and mm -hmm. attached. So I feel like I'm kind of like, I have this conflicting nature with that, but yeah, sometimes I think I definitely have the Aquarian philosophy of detachment, though I can't say I always practice it well. That's, that's, hey, at least you have awareness to it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have something exciting to share about February 11th, which oh, is also right. our new moon. We have our new moon at 23 Aquarius at 11.06 a.m. The other exciting thing about that day is that this is the day where we have six planets, including the moon here. We have six planets in Aquarius, but the two that are absolutely conjunct are Venus and Jupiter. And Venus and Jupiter are the two benevolence. They're, they're love and opportunity and abundance. And when you put them together, it's, that's an amazing day to, you know, reach out to your loved ones to share if you can. I know things are kind of opening up. We can eat outside in LA, a few other places. This is a good time to just be mushy with your loved ones and your tribe. Um, it's a great day to create, like make something, art or sculpture or anything or write any poetry. This is a really good day. This is going to be, this is good. There's going to be a lot of energy, but with, with it being Venus and Jupiter on an exact conjunction, they're kind of going to take the lead on this here. You know what? I have to just say real quick, like, this is just where my horrible mind went to. Cause you said, is a good day for what you say love and abundance and prosperity, right? Yeah. Okay. You're like, oh, it's a good day for love, abundance and prosperity. The first thing I thought was so like, if you want a sugar daddy, that's the day to find him. <laughs> you know what? Find your weird sugar daddy on September. Or excuse me. I just need for more skanky witch tips. <laughs> yeah. Skanky witch tips. Find a sugar daddy on February 11th. There we go. Right in time for Valentine's <laughs> Day. Yeah. And then on the 12th, because Mercury is conjunct Venus, you can have all your dirty talk uh, with your new sugar daddy. There we go. <laughs> See? Or sugar mama. We don't judge whatever's going on. on. I like, I like, <laughs> right. um, we're cruising along here now on the 14th, uh, which is Valentine's day, mm -hmm. we're still going to have quite a bit in, in, you know, we have pretty much five things in Aquarius, even when the moon isn't there. Okay. That's still a lot of Aquarius. We, yeah. But on that day, the, the conjunction is Mercury and Jupiter. So this, this is a really good day to study. 
So if anybody, you know, a lot of us out here are seekers. Um, that's a really good day to study something weird because you know, it's energy. really funny that you bring that up. Cause in our, our Patreon episode that we did last night, um, we do like a reading for the month. And I was actually talking about the astrology and I, where I was doing like a heavy focus on studying for February. Cool. Yep. Yep. Well, when you have Jupiter now, Jupiter is fun and you know, Jupiter is all about opportunities and Jupiter is all about abundance. Um, but Jupiter is also like collegiate level study, like philosophizing and analyzing bigger concepts than just reading a book and answering a question. So hmm. that's why you have Jupiter in Aquarius, which is, it's all ninth house and ninth house is higher level thinking and, you know, reaching for the stars, like with your mind as much as you can. That's another good day to write a paper for, I mean, this is a good, good school month. If people are in school, um, you know, even with the Mercury retrograde, just make sure you back up that laptop, you know, make sure you do that kind of back up your phone. Um, but other than that, this is, there's really, there are good days to get a, a lot accomplished, a lot of work done. Awesome. On the 17th, we've got Saturn square Uranus. And this, this is kind of a big square because it's, it's off. It's actually quite weird. You've got the energy of Saturn, which is structure. And you have the energy of Aquarius, which is seeking and and changing so you've got change and structure kind of at ahead and it's like a battle of the wills between aquarius and taurus so you know on this day um and i i apologize i meant to find out if there was going to be another pass of this um i might have to put that up on the website i don't have i didn't i didn't answer my note everybody that's my chatty having a retrograde <laughs> moment um, this is this is kind of this is going to be brewing. And You're really muffled, dude. Dude, I'm. It's, it's I'm Mercury just, retrograde. Let's just all take a sip of our drink and make the okay, best of it. Do. Cheers. <laughs> Good reminder. Mm-hmm. Now these white claws. It's. It, I sometimes I feel like I'm drinking like a a fancy Perrier. Right. It's crazy. And then you just get like this little buzz and you're like, I'm really fancy, but I'm also in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, the flavors are just wonderful. I'm really excited to try this White Claw Sangria. Like that's yeah, going to be pretty know. amazing. All right. So let's get back to our discussion of this tension between structure and change. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I think at some point, uh, you know, in February... And, you know, maybe it'll be right on the 17th. And usually it happens before, like, like what we talked about last in January, it, it happened earlier than the 20th. There, there is definitely still going to be some sort of um, tension between structure and change. And I, I think that it may have to do with like some of the vaccine, you know, how everything's different now, but we have a different administration. Yeah, things are changing. The administration we had before had kind of a hands-off approach with uh, the pandemic. Something mm-hmm. with the, the, there's going to be more structure. I'm just, this is just my sight coming out and, and how this is going to manifest. You can just see that there's going to be more structure on navigating the response to the pandemic. And some people are going to 
be happy for that. And some people are going to be not happy about that. And that's where I think some of that tension is going to come in in February. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, the Aquarius and Uranus are also about, you know, like innovations in medicine. And, and frankly, I mean, this vaccine is an innovation in medicine. And I read an right. awesome article. Okay. Not only did a woman basically do all of the work on this RNA. Because women always do. Sorry. I've been on like a really like feminazi kick today. Don't, sorry. Don't mind me. I'm glad somebody said it. (laughs) Yeah. You guys, she was an immigrant and she, she was working, I want to say for the university of Pennsylvania and she stayed working for them forever because she was an immigrant and she wanted her daughter to go to college. That's fucking cool. Good for her. Thank you. Thank you to her. She was like working on her science and selfless to help her child go to college as just, and I believe she was from, um, she was either from Hungary or Czech Republic. And I, you know, I would, I'm sorry that I, mostly I mean, I can sit here and joke it off, but my brain doesn't hold information as much as it used to some of my health stuff. Uh, I'm going to write myself another note and I'll put that up on the threads or I'll have you put it up for me or something. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing story. I mean, this, this, it's, yeah, it's send me the link. We'll, we'll put it up and we'll just I'll do like a, a, yeah, that's what I'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll so, just do like a February, like thread for that. So this, this vaccine is different than other, you know, a lot of vaccines are like a little bit of the alive piece of it. Like, you know, like measles, there's a little bit of measles in there so that your immune system can fight it. This vaccine is totally different. And I know a lot of people have really, um, really strong beliefs surrounding vaccines and I'm not bringing it up to, to say yay or nay either way. I'm just saying that this vaccine is engineered in a different way than other vaccines. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, all right. How about we move on? Let's do it. On the 18th, we got our son moving into Pisces. So we're oh, hello, about- you watery little fishies. Yeah. And then we're, you know, then we're going to have a, a kind of a couple things. Um, we'll have the sun, you know, later in the month, Venus will go into Pisces, will go into Pisces and Neptune's in Pisces. So the wow. energy is going to shift from everything being in Aquarius, we're going to have a lot of that dreamy, um, psychic and, you know, mushy water elements coming up. I think that's funny that we're going from detached to water. Yeah. yeah. Very, very emotional. That's, <laughs> yep. how, that's how astrology goes. It's like you, you do one thing and then it just flips and it does the other. And it, it, that's part of the, it's part of the natural cycle. That's why another reason why I love astrology. All right. On the 19th, we have Venus. In Aquarius, square Mars in Taurus. So that everybody is one of the square. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were frozen. I'm sorry. So that is one square that is not as um, tense as others. Um, Cause you know, like sexual tension can be kind of fun and hot. That's meant for square Mars. But I also just, you know, it can be fun and it can be hot. However, um, this is what I used to be in a boot camp, like this all female boot camp, right? And the instructor would say, being hungry is like being horny. If you wait too long, you make mistakes. So it's only fun. And then you get hangry, and then it's just, it's just scary. So what you're saying is, don't wait too long to. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so that tension you, can go from fun to fucking like you're a psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's a I would vote for everybody to, you know, let the freak flag fly in the bedroom this month. 
I love it. I think everyone will be a lot nicer. We'll all be happier. Get yours, guys. Yeah, yeah totally. So I apologize also- to anyone that's listening to this with like their kids or their parents. Like, I know we just made it really fucking weird for you. Well, that's <laughs> Aquarius. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, oh, I'm not that sorry about it, but I can, I can sympathize with the predicament you may be in at this moment. <laughs> okay so the other thing we have on the 19th we have our first quarter at one degrees gemini at 10 47 a.m mm-hmm. happens on the 20th everybody Woo-hoo-hoo! is mercury going direct on the 20th or the 21st 20th oh, okay cool wow. i threw an extra day in there i've been fucking myself up with that one okay cool okay it, it, you know, I, you know, I'm going to bring this up when I get to the end of the month. So um, just actually, we're almost there. So we've got on the 25th, we've got Venus moving into Pisces. So you can see that this energy of Aquarius is already, it, it did its thing in February. It was really hot and tight, a lot of Aquarius. And now it's already, we got two planets moving into Pisces to kind of even out the energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. On the 27th, we have our full moon. The reason why I'm bringing this up is that um, sometimes calendars will show you, like you'll see on a calendar, oh, the full moon is at this time. Oh, Mercury goes direct on this time, but the, the calendar might be set up for East Coast. So it's really important to always know what time, like don't, don't always bank on your calendar being a Pacific Coast time if you're an LA person. Mm-hmm. That's true. I always forget days. about that. Yeah, that's why sometimes there's some days where you're like, oh, is Mercury direct? Is the moon full? Or the, the, now the thing about the 27th is that the moon is full at 1215 um, Pacific time. So what that means is, is the best time to do a ritual for the full moon is to actually do it Friday night because that's when the energy is growing. If you wait until Saturday night, that's almost 12 hours and the moon will be out of, will be shifting out of school already. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the moon's full at 12 a.m., do your ritual Friday night because the moon is uh-huh. growing. Good to know. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. All right. So we kind of went through. So here's, here, let's go through our moon magic days. Um, all right, everybody, moon magic. On February 4th, which is Thursday, our third quarter is at 16 Scorpio at 9.37 a.m. We have on Thursday the 11th, our new moon at 23 Aquarius at 11.06 a.m. We have on Friday the 19th, our first quarter at 1 degree Gemini at 10.47 a.m. And our full moon is on the 27th of 8 degrees Virgo. Okay. Oh, 17 a.m. Um, our void moons this month. Um, we have a couple days where there's like a long chunk. So like on the Sunday the seventh, that morning the moon the moon is void. So on Sunday the seventh, sleep in. I just, I just encourage everybody to sleep in. I like it. This is you know, uh, since you can because it's Sunday and this for obviously for people who work Monday to Friday. Now, most of the day on Tuesday the 9th, we've got a void moon, but it's just another day to kind of, you know, don't plan too much, try to meditate, try to rest. And then um, another, most of the day and evening on uh, 
February 11th, which is the new moon. So that's the time, you know, to work on your Aquarian new moon. I have two dates I actually want to give people to just since like, and this doesn't have to do with astrology. This is more with like holidays and stuff like that. But two things also for February is we have in bulk on the, on the second. Oh, I was going to talk about that. Okay. I'm being psychic. We got in bulk. And then on the 15th, we have Lupercalia. Ah. So, you know, so those are two, Ah. two holidays to kind of just keep in mind, um, and try and find like a little something to do. But before I talk about that, Taddy, I like, I stole your in bulk thunder. Well, I was just, I, I was just going to talk about how, you know, Bridget is the goddess of in bulk and mm-hmm. Bridget really plays into, so I was going to talk about the new moon, even though it's, you know, in bulk is on the second and our new moon's on the 11th, but that energy is still, it's still February energy. Let's be honest. I mean, we've been in the darkest part of the winter. You know, a lot of us have been locked down again. You know, we're excited for that little little snippet of green that's growing out of the snow that a lot of us in LA never see, but it's a metaphor. Right. We're excited. We're excited that things are going to start moving towards growth and ice melting so that all of, so it's basically what I'm trying to get at is in in line with Bridget in this new moon in Aquarius, like what inspires you? What do you want to innovate? What do you want to create? What spark? Now in Irish, the concept of inspiration is called imbas. In Welsh, it's called awen. Um, uh-huh. so imbas and awen are very important. They're very magical. It's the spark of, of inspiration. Like, what do you want to create in your life? What do you want to create artistically? What, what do you want? That's an important thing to think about on in bulk too because traditionally one of the things that people would celebrate and how they would celebrate is the farmers would take out their seeds to have them blessed so that you'd have a blessed harvest for november so think about the things you want to create what inspires you but try and think about it in the terms of what do you want to create that you want to see come to fruition later this year correct that's exactly what i'm trying to get at and and in bulk is a big part of this and and the concept of bridget i mean she is the heart um she's like very healing. She does a- is like the um, the ethereal embodiment of that saying, get you a girl that can do both because she's yeah. like, she's the, like a, a gateway goddess. She's the goddess of like the home. She's the fucking goddess of the forge. Like that bitch can do everything. She can burn shit up and she can cook. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> so, get you a girl that can do both. Get you a Bridget. I'm trying get to- a girl. That could cook in the kitchen and cook in the bedroom. Ooh. Thanks, Scorpio. You're welcome. You're welcome for that. Yep. Monica. Yes. Say, beat it up. Beat it up. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) Everyone that gets that, you're welcome. Wow. (laughs) I'm teaching Monica dirty phrases. I love it. Yeah. I kind of got out of the loop with that. So, yeah. (laughs) Another question that I was was thinking about, like, how do you create a spark of of, of creation or a spark of of um, inspiration when the chips are down? I mean, it's been kind of a hard. It hasn't been the most pleasant time lately. 
you know, a lot it, of it really has it. And I think a lot of people really went into this year, like, I, I don't hoping that 2020 was just going to end and everything with it. And that didn't happen. So I feel like that's kind of made it a little hard for people. Um, so it's honestly, important. to me, what yeah. helps it's it's funny that you say that because I just did a reading today for one of my coven sisters. And we were talking about inspiration and kind of getting out of slumps lean into your magic, learn something new magically. Cause a lot of times, like when you hit that sweet spot and you're learning something new that works for your path, I feel like that brings a lot of enthusiasm and inspiration and creativity with it. Yes. It's just a great feeling. It's a mm -hmm. good feeling. But I would also say just like on a more mundane level, like I think it's a good time, like when you're trying to find creativity and kind of reinvigorate yourself like that, revisit something that you liked as a child. Um, you know, there's a lot of studies that have come out over the past like year or so that say that, um, you know, when we revisit things like people that like to watch the same TV show over and over again, it tends to be because it soothes their anxiety. And as somebody with anxiety, I will say that's true. I like to revisit things because it, it has this calming, soothing element to it. But when you revisit things from your childhood, you kind of capture some of that childlike magic with it. And that can kind of spark that creativity back up too. Mm-hmm. So this is a sign that I need to go back and watch Charms for the millionth time. Don't talk about the old Charms. Yep, exactly. But, and there's nothing wrong with that. Go binge watch Charmed. Because um, it honestly, it'll probably do something for you though, really. Like other than just soothe you and give you like enjoyment, it's going to spark some kind of creativity somewhere. I love it. Although the last time I watched Charm, the only thing it inspired me to do is make sure that I wear a bra because, whoa, can we talk about all of the pokey nipples in that show? <laughs> yeah, they, there's been like scholarly studies that they've done on the clothes on that show of all things. Really? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's just what they do with chicks. They always talk about what we're wearing and our haircuts, you know? I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. I liked a lot of the outfits that were on there. Some of it was really cool. Um but yeah, yeah, I watched it recently because I, I couldn't watch it as a kid. Um, my little OCD child self, the acting in it was so bad that the show would like frustrate me. Wow. And it would get me angry as a little kid. Like it was really weird. So I, I couldn't watch it. So I actually didn't watch Charmed up until like 2019. Well, uh, well I apologize if Alyssa Milano is not listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. You made enough money to get acting lessons. <laughs> shots fired <laughs> dang damn girl oh i think she might be a better actress now i can't think of anything else she's in at the moment but don't you knock my piper and leo love though <laughs> no, no, no the only one i'm really gonna knock is uh prue yeah like well, her acting's like but she's also i've heard that she's not really a nice person to work with and i'm sorry rose mcgowan there's something about her acting that i just I don't know, but I will say that the the poor acting frustrated me much more as a child than it did as an adult. I don't know why. Okay. So I did find it enjoyable when I did actually find the patience to watch it. I did like it. So I'm going to throw, I'm just going to throw this out because I love that show. Something interesting about that show is that those women were like basically bailed on by the, by the creator and producer especially towards the middle to end of it and they kept that show the actresses kept the show going so that they wanted to make sure that they would still had a story to tell them like you know how many people work on these shows like these mm. this was like solid work for people and 
they that's why they started all producing the stuff to keep the show going they were kind of left alone and the one time his name is brad kern and he's that's why Alyssa milano kind of came out in the me Me too movement can you guys hear me yes i can i'm like really into what you're saying so i'm just being quiet can you guys hear me yes yeah Mm -hmm. okay so the producer brad kern this is why Alyssa milano became one of the reasons why she was so vocal in the me too movement he came to a meeting and knocked a woman for having boobs for because she had given birth in the middle of a work meeting and that Alyssa was like that's it because they're keeping the show alive this guy is supposed to be like working and all he's doing is coming and building a toxic environment so I mean I think I say all the power to the and I know but like for you know um oh god I'm spacing on her name you were just better Rose McGowan was like filming other stuff while she was doing that Mm -hmm. she was like double working and was working because I read her autobiography she was working on Grindhouse with at the time was her boyfriend but he was very abusive mm. filming in Texas all weekend staying up all night and filming and getting like terrorized by this guy going back and doing charm like it just sounds that's when intense learn, when you learn these behind the scenes you're just like I can't believe how much I loved when she would like knock her shoes and pretend to be in Wizard of Oz with some elves on the show but she had this going on in her real life like bless her heart it it goes to show you like honestly like what we see on tv i feel like we we make our assumptions about these actors um based off of the energy that the character was giving off you know yeah and i think then we forget that they're real people and that they have like actual stuff going on i mean how many people can we all raise our hands like when you're in the middle of something really stressful at home and you have to go to work and do your work thing and it's it's a nightmare exactly yeah you have to you have to don that mask yeah so it's 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 you know women and let's let's just keep on empowering each other right too let's Mm -hmm. just you know cheers to that cheers to that absolutely gonna talk about that full moon with the full moon (laughs) this is a time to activate what you were working on with the new moon so you know whatever you were wanting to create now obviously shauna has a really good point about these seeds this is the time for for planting your seeds for later in the year but you know there's also what something that you want to work on in the immediate like activate it with the full moon now the, the full moon sun and pisces moon and virgo it's a good time for housewarming house clearing house cleaning and you know cleaning can be magical let's all be Really oh, it's crazy. my favorite thing to do. I'm not even yeah. kidding. So yeah. this is a good time to start to, you know, open the windows, get that dust that had settled through the winter, get it flowing so that you can create and make your home exactly how you want it to be. Very cool. That's, like it. that's February, everybody. Wow. Hey, February. Well, it sounds very like an Aquarian fashion. It sounds like there's a lot of creativity, a lot of things like that going on. Definitely going to be some intensity, it seems like, in the first part of the month, though. Yeah, it's, you know, it, when you've got that many planets in one sign and you've got Mars and, and you know, Uranus squaring all of that, you know, there's a lot of this Aquarian um, mojo that can be really um, 
innovative, really awesome and really weird. Um, you know, there are, there are going to be some days where there's some tension and some like, ew, creepy weirdness. So, you know, obviously, hopefully by listening to this, we're all at least prepared or at least have an idea what's going on. And we can think before we react, like we talked about a few times. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely use your breath, you know, air, use that air sign of Aquarius to breathe. You know, breathing really takes away inflammation. It you breathe and it just calms everything down. So, you know, even working on some sort of breath practice is probably something even good for all of us to do. Um, either with yeah. in line with the moons and with magic or just whenever you think you need to work on breathing deeper. I like it. There you go. I like it. I like it. I'm going to change gears onto something completely different real quick. And this is something that will hopefully make everyone crack the fuck up because it made me crack up. So Monica. Yes. We're going to take a trip down memory lane and I'm going to let you go ahead and tell this story. And I'm just going to preface this with, I just got a message from everyone's favorite Scotsman, Jordan. And he sent me a picture of ricotta cheese. And he said, hey, look, I finally found it. (laughs) So if you could please take us through the Walmart meltdown that was Monica. Whoa! (laughs) Let me tell you something. So we were visiting friends in Washington. And we were going to cook. I think Shauna was going to cook one night. And I was going to cook the other night. What was I going to make, Shauna? What was I? Ziti. Okay. So here we are in Walmart, and we're in the cheese section. Regatta is cheese. Is it not? Is it cheese? It's cheese. It's cheese. Okay. So look in there. Am I missing it? I don't see it. Where the fuck is the regatta cheese? Where the hell is it? I can't find it. What? what, Can you look and see? No one can find it. What the hell? I go to the deli. I say to the guy, where's your regatta cheese? Cottage cheese? No, I did not say cottage cheese. I said, how do you say ricotta? What the hell the hell you guys say it? I don't know how you say it. Oh, good gravy Marie. Ricotta. And I was like, you know, the stuff that you put in lasagna, you know? Anyway, it turns out that I I did have a meltdown. My feet were killing me. I had like something going down with my shoes, rubbing against my feet. So I was in pain too. Well, I'm just going to tell you. And then finally, you find it. On the fucking opposite side of the fucking store. Yeah, Not it made no cheese. sense where it was. It was in where some was refrigerated in section with like nothing else. It made no sense. But so from my my point of view of this story, we're going, we're looking for it. And both of us are annoyed because we like we found the mozzarella. We just couldn't find the ricotta. And yeah. we're like, okay. <clears throat> and Monica like stomps off somewhere. Great, because she's looking for it and she's yelling, Rigata, Rigata. No, she wasn't even saying she was saying Rigata. <laughs> and so no one knows what the fuck that is because we're in like middle of nowhere washington and one of our friends that we were with he's from scotland so he had no clue what the fuck ricotta cheese was at all <laughs> and so like she stomps off and she's yelling this and he was like shauna like this is walmart like they don't have fancy cheese here and i'm like dude it's not fancy cheese like i promise you it's here somewhere and he was like looking like i don't i don't know if i believe you but okay and then we're in the beer aisle we've totally lost monica at this point and he was like is she like this often i'm like no he's like so do you just are you like her her overseer and i was like 
well, I mean, by overseer, if you mean I just let her do her thing, yeah. And so we lost her. We had no fucking clue where she was. And we're in the beer aisle, and then we can hear, <laughs> we can hear the East Coaster yelling what we think was ricotta, but instead she goes, cottage cheese. I didn't say cottage cheese. So we found you. <laughs> Poor guy in the deli. Oh no, I think it was great. I have zero regrets about any of that. It's one of my fondest memories now. (laughs) And we did finally find the ricotta cheese. So just letting you know, Jordan just sent me a message. Like he he found it again. Oh my God. (laughs) Put the fucking ricotta cheese in with the cheese section, people. Don't be assholes. Why do you want to make it difficult for people to find the ricotta cheese? Because Walmart needs to live up to their... um, to their 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 people of Walmart uh, legacy, and so they have to do things that would infuriate an otherwise really mellow Strega. Yeah. But can I say that after you found the cheese, because we were also focused on looking for that, you found it, and we found you, and we're like, cool, we got it. And then you yelled something about shoes, and then we lost you again. Yes. Because my feet were fucking cut up from I don't know why. And so I had to get, I had to buy shoes so I can walk. Because I was like crippled. What a day. What I'm a sorry day. that your feet were hurting, but I have to say that other than that, like it was, it was pretty, uh, it was worth it. I, I wish that all of you could have been there. That sounds <laughs> like better than any TV show I've watched. It really was. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> you should have been filming it, Shauna. Couldn't fucking find you. What was I supposed to film? There was just an angry, disembodied voice yelling ricotta across Walmart. <laughs> I couldn't believe. out of the fucking beer aisle. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I could. We looked down that fucking cheese aisle so many times. I didn't know whether to shit or go blind at that point. Okay. <laughs> Do you and hear I, the passion and the anger bubbling up in her, Daddy? How could they not have the ricotta cheese in the right place? Right, exactly. What the, what the hell's wrong with you people? God, wall, wall fart. You know what? <laughs> I want to just make sure that anytime I know that Monica's going her off, I want to get there before her and just move fucking all of it. Nice. <laughs> and just, I'm going to put it like with the mayonnaise or some fucked up thing. But only while she's there and then I'll move it back so that it doesn't go back. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking write a letter to them and tell them to put the ricotta cheese where it's supposed to be. Are you gonna you know, have they, a, do that, they do that in other stores too, though. Are Not you going to have a bitch fit? Is that what you're doing? I'm telling you, Ra- All Ralph, right. Ralph does it too, man. I always find and, it where, I'm, where I think I'm supposed to. But honestly, the only good place in Los Angeles to get ricotta cheese is from Monte Carlo. So that's, all right. I, that's the only that's place the I get it from now. Yeah. <laughs> there was no monte carlo there so we had to go yeah that monte carlo man i miss living down the street from that mm-hmm. right oh yeah they had the best man they had the if best any of you guys are listening and you're in la and you want really good italian food and you want like a really good italian deli go to monte carlo and pinocchio and burbank you will not be sorry you will not yeah monte carlo, the deli is the best i don't know about pinocchio but i, I like the deli. pinocchio but that's just me, but I also never get anything with meat, so I can't speak to what any any of their meat dishes are. But like the deli is like my hobby place. So one yeah. year, my mom came to visit me, and it was World Cup soccer, and Spain was in World Cup soccer, mm-hmm. and I wanted Spain to win because I felt that the Spanish men were the best looking. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I I'll tell you who I'm gonna vote for. At least I tell you. There you go. We went, we went to money to the deli. To get some Spanish cheese, and I swear the Spanish cheese was like eight hundred dollars. And so 
we got like an eighth of a pound and we're like joking we were like so the golden cows have golden milk to make this spanish million dollar cheese but, you know my mom was like and you had to eat it for the hot soccer players you know what? There's something about Monte Carlo. You go in and I promise you, you will never leave under fucking $75. You won't know what the fuck you got except a little container of marinated mushrooms, but God damn it. Are they worth it? They're like yeah, magic mushrooms from like Slovenia or something. And there's right. the mushrooms you'll ever eat. The cheese was amazing. That Spanish cheese. Okay. I just got myself so hungry. Yeah. yeah all I want were, is like I know cheese. that's what we, we were doing, but didn't you have a question about I did. Okay, you hold on. Let me... about Aquarius. Yes, I need to stop thinking about cheese for a minute. And that's so hard because it's just so good. Drink your wine. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I've been oh, no. texting Ricky this whole time, asking him to bring me another glass from the other room. I'm out. We'll hurry. We're almost done. Okay, moving forward. Anyway. Um, okay, so I do have a question because I came across something on Instagram that I thought was interesting that um, somebody was talking about astrology and basically said that the age of Aquarius isn't for like another 148 years or something like that. Now, granted, I only saw it in one place, but I wanted to kind of ask you about that because I don't know if it's floating around. I don't know if other people are seeing that on social media and getting misinformed. But so my first question is, is it true that the age of Aquarius doesn't start for another 148 years? So the one thing I want to say when I answer this is that I am not the clock of the universe and nobody <laughs> is the clock of the universe and something like an age shifting um technically uh, it's impossible to give it a, a date it's a, it's a it's impossible to even say it's in 148 years mm -hmm. what i can say is from the cosmology that i subscribe to and a lot of astrologers are into is that we are the reason why we're having so these are really hard times societally and across the world. Like things are shifting in rates that are unparalleled and we can't wrap our heads around it. And that's a sign that the age is shifting. When an age shifts, you have cataclysmic changes. You've got, you know, a lot of stuff happens that is just out of the norm. And we can all, I'm sure, agree that the past few years even when there was like a mellow spot and we weren't on lockdown, the past few years have been volatile. Um, we are definitely shifting into the age of Aquarius um, sooner than 148 years. Um, a lot of people feel that the great conjunction, because it was an 800 year shift, that that's a sign that we are shifting into the age of Aquarius because we went into an air sign it was in Aquarius. Well, I'm talking about Saturn and um, Jupiter conjunction. Mm -hmm. And now the other thing is that, so Pluto is a big, uh, Pluto has a really weird orbit and Pluto changes signs um, every 20 to 40 years. And Pluto, at least from an Earth perspective, it takes Pluto like 248 years to, to orbit the Earth. Pluto is moving into Aquarius in 2023. And because the conjunction was in Aquarius, because we just had in 2020, that was kind of like the door opening, shift to the age of Aquarius is happening. And by the time Pluto is in Aquarius, a lot of people do feel strongly that we will be in the age of Aquarius. And a lot of things will be shifting 
um, to help communities flourish. And that is the hope with, um, you know, frankly, all of this Aquarius energy that we've got this month is connected to what we're speaking of. So uh, I don't know where the 148 years came from, but in my cosmology, it's happening sooner than that. That was going to be my, my other question. But I was like, where, where did that come from? So you're not sure either. Cause I saw that. And that's, like I said, I only saw it in one place, but it was something I wanted to bring up and clear up in case it's going around at other places. And our, our listeners are like, wait a minute. Like we just had two astrology experts tell us that's not true. What's the fuck is happening? So, right. okay, cool. If, if, if it, if maybe that's something that can come up on the thread. Yeah, that's a good awesome. one. I hope I can remember that. Text me and remind me. I will. Patty, so that this, because so, we were going to put up, um, we're going to put up what another thing about something. through Mercury retrograde. Yeah. We're going to put a, you see, I already forgot. You know what? Apparently it's one glass of wine. Wasn't enough for this little <laughs> hamster brain. You need some cheese. I do. I need cheese. I want, and especially because in bulk is coming up. So I'm going to make my rosemary and goat cheese tartlets. And so that's all I've been able to think about today. That sounds wow. amazing. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I just, I mean, it's just, everyone's going to be at work except me because I'm still working at home, which I love, which means I'm going to pop those babies in the oven. I'm going to pop them out. I'm going to pop every single one into my mouth and I'm probably not going to share. Nice. <laughs> I'll share with the dogs. They'll be home. They can have a little bit. <laughs> Very nice. Um, well, but thank uh, you for, for answering that for us though, Taddy. Yeah. I'm happy to be part of this community, everybody. Fuck yes. So yes. before before we have our uh, shout outs that we have for the episode, uh, we do give shout outs for our Patreoners and that is something that we offer like as they sign up as they get a personal shout out on the episodes and we have been a little behind on that. So I just want to shout out to you guys, Stephanie, Soul, Jillian, Danielle, Luca, Tony, John, Onyx, and Miss Liz. You guys are fucking awesome. I love you. I love interacting with you guys on Patreon um, and just seeing you guys interact and like talk about the spells that we're posting up. Um, I think you guys, it, are awesome. it, you guys are fucking awesome. I think it was like Miss Liz. Uh, yes, Miss Liz, I had you cracking up with um, our Strega celebration video that we put up. So we love you guys. Thank you for going and being awesome. So if you guys can, you know, you can support us on patreon if you can't support us on patreon that is absolutely fine but if you could go on if you guys are listening through apple Podcasts and leave us a review that would be amazing too because that will greatly help us yes indeed yes so yeah with that said taddy who is your shout out for tonight i am shouting out to my darling love i'm my doll face she is my sister Kayla Caden. All right. What's up, and Kayla? She is the bestie, bestest friend that a girl could ask for. You know, sometimes when things are weird and you just feel like you're alone, you got that friend that comes in that tells you and reminds you that you're a star and you're awesome and that they love you. It's like, oh, that makes me feel better. Yay. Yay. That kind of That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Everyone so needs one of those. I want to, I want to shout out to Miss Kayla Caden and re revisit how much I love her. And I'm sorry that time I pinched you. I was hyper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bad. I'm infamous for my pinching. And I just grabbed her and I like bruised her. And I was like, Oh, what a horrible friend. Sorry. 
All right. All right. Monica, who's your shout out? I'm going to shout out to my coven family because we just did an amazing ritual the other night. And I would mm. just want to say, you guys are awesome. That's my shout out. All right. My shout out is to our darling friend, Eliza. She does our wonderful graphics. And I was texting her earlier and Mercury is being a big fat butthole to her right now. So um, I'm going to just shout out to Eliza. We love you. We think you are amazing. And yes, indeed, we do. We love you. Is so, Eliza the Libra? Yes. Oh, a lot. Little Libra. Well, the, all this air energy will hopefully help you. Yeah, yeah, I hope it does. And in the meantime, go get Mercury a fucking mimosa and a blueberry muffin and tell him to behave himself. And that is for everyone, for Eliza and everyone listening. Mercury loves blueberry muffins. I discovered that a couple of years ago and it's something that just seemed to like take and actually like it's even something that's been taught in like a couple other people's green man classes at this point. I think it's really funny. So we, we've discovered sacred knowledge about mercury and it's all about them blueberry muffins so go get one of those get a mimosa everyone just chill the fuck out that's right all right thank you taddy once again you are always amazing and we love having you on the show it's always so love you insightful guys. helps us navigate the month yes thank you taddy mm-hmm. and thank you to everyone that listened but now i need to go get myself some more wine i need to go forage in my refrigerator for some fucking cheese me too. I need to eat. So on that note, yeah. Merry Meet, Merry Park, and, and Merry, Merry Meet again. Meet again.